Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, guys. I'm Sean, and I have a story that may sound like gibberish, but you should listen to it till the end. I guarantee you that you will love the story of how my dog turned into a human, and also how my stupidity and naivety put my life in serious danger. I really love animals, but the problem is that my parents don't, so they won't let me have one. I found the perfect solution. I volunteered at a local shelter for cats and dogs, and started going there on Saturdays to care for the animals and spend more time with them. My efforts paid off, and my parents, realizing that I was serious about pets, finally allowed me to have one of my own. They offered to buy one at the pet store, but I thought that was wrong because there are so many animals in cages at the shelter. That was the first reason. The second was that I already had the dog I wanted in mind. I met him at the shelter. His name is Frank. He was already an adult German shepherd with brown eyes. Frank and I had already become friends. When I helped at the shelter, I often watched him, and his behavior seemed very strange to me. I would even say he behaved just like a person. Judge for yourself, Frank opened and closed the gate of his own cage, even when it was closed with a hook. He pried it open with his nose and freed himself. When I was washing the floors, Frank helped me and pushed the bucket of water, even though I didn't ask him to. These and many other things gave me the idea that Frank was a person imprisoned in the body of a dog. When my parents saw him, they were shocked. They thought that such a large dog would simply not listen to me and insisted that I chose a smaller dog. I tried to prove to them that I could handle it, but they were adamant. Then, once again, I became convinced that Frank was an unusual dog. Once again, he left the cage himself, which terrified my parents, and then came up to me and barked, as if he was asking me to do something. I believed that Frank understood us and that he heard our conversation. Then I told him to sit down and he immediately executed the command. My parents were surprised. Then I gave him a few more basic commands like speak and lie down and a couple of non-standard types like spinning and somersaulting. He even performed those. Mom and dad were delighted when they saw such an obedient and intelligent dog. Their doubts immediately disappeared. They allowed me to take Frank. It was all wonderful, but I looked at Frank and wondered how he managed to carry out all those commands. He didn't know them. He never had.
It was very strange. But it got even weirder when, at that moment, Frank turned to me and winked. I swear. When we were driving home, the thought that my dog was, in fact, a person haunted me. And I decided that I needed to be sure. I watched him closely for the next week. His behavior indicated that he was not just a dog. He pushed the cart at the store, washed the car with me, and took food out of the refrigerator, and also loved to watch TV. Have you ever seen a dog do things like this? The thought came to me that maybe he was doing something completely supernatural when we weren't at home. Then, when I left for school, I had several video cameras in different rooms so that the dog wouldn't catch on. I sat at my desk all day, just itching to watch the video and finally find out. But when I got home and watched the recordings, I discovered that Frank, in our absence, only slept and scared the postman with his barking. Maybe I was dreaming and had seen too many movies. I shouldn't have been carried away by the idea that Frank was some kind of super dog. I almost gave up that thought, until one day the following happened. My parents packed the whole car to full capacity with various things and went on vacation. They left me money for groceries. Since I was under Frank's supervision, I was left alone in the house. Frank himself was suspiciously quiet. Usually, when this happens, he sleeps in the garage and comes out on his own when he wants company. So I decided not to bother him, and since it was quite late, I went to bed. I didn't sleep long, though. That night, a strange noise woke me up. I went downstairs and heard sounds coming from the kitchen. It was very cold in there, and the window was open. When I turned on the light, I saw that the refrigerator door was also open, and next to it, there was a grown man. He was clearly surprised to see me, as, of course, was I. I grabbed a chair and wanted to throw it at him, but stopped in time as I saw that he had an open can of dog food in his hands. I looked even more closely. The man's eyes were brown. Like Frank's. I put the chair back and asked him, Frank? Frank was a little slow to answer. He clearly didn't expect me to finally be able to catch him in human form. After a little hesitation, he nodded his head, and then even verbally confirmed that he was Frank. You can't even imagine how happy I was to find out that I was right all this time and that my dog was, in fact, a man, or knows how to turn into one. Yes, I had to clarify this question. This is what I asked Frank. He hesitated a little and scratched the back of his head. Apparently, Frank didn't fully believe that I had uncovered his secret. Then he answered that he really was a dog who knew how to turn into a person, but he did it very, very rarely, because it took an incredible amount of strength. I was overjoyed. Frank, by the way, said that now that he was in human form, he would like to eat normal food. I looked in the refrigerator. It was completely empty. Oh, I completely forgot to buy groceries. I offered to do it with him tomorrow, but Frank shook his head. He said that no one else should see him in human form, or else it might end badly for him. Before sending me to bed, Frank asked when my parents would return. He said that my parents shouldn't see him like this either. Otherwise, they would talk about his transformation and the other people would want to take him very far away. I said my parents would be back in a couple of days. Frank was reassured by this news, and he went into the living room to watch TV and I went to bed and looked forward to how Frank and I would spend time together. In the morning, I left for groceries. Frank wrote me a list of what to buy. He wanted to cook something special that he hadn't eaten in years while he was in his dog form. Frank was very happy to see me when I finally returned with the groceries. He asked me to help cook. He told me to light the grill to cook the meat. 
but I couldn't do it at all. He saw it and walked towards me, looking serious. I got worried. I thought that Frank would come up to me and start yelling at me like my dad does when I can't do something. But no. Frank just walked up to me and calmly explained how the grill works. It was great to know that you can learn something without fights or screaming. The next day, when I was coming home from school, I was attacked by a neighbor boy. I don't know why he disliked me so much, but he bothered me every day. Mom told me that these kinds of bullies just like to feel better than other people and it's best to just ignore them. I did just that. I returned home all dirty because the boy pushed me into a puddle. Frank saw this and asked what happened. I told him about the boy who bullied me every day. I added that my mother said that you need to be patient and then he would leave me alone. Frank laughed and said that that was nonsense and that if I didn't fight back, he would keep terrorizing me. He added that no one should tolerate humiliation. Frank said that as a child, he was also often beaten by guys who were stronger than him. He was able to deal with them. He told me in confidence what you need to tell these thugs so that they don't touch you anymore. The words he said sounded very offensive. Frank said that hooligans will definitely go away after hearing this. When I walked home after school, that bully got in my way again. He appeared out of nowhere and seemed to be about to hit me. But I stopped him by saying that I have a secret that I wanted to tell him. The bully thought for a moment, then came up to me. I whispered to him everything Frank told me. The neighbor boy opened his mouth in surprise and tears poured down his cheeks. He just ran away. This was the first time I saw him act so weak. Frank's method really worked. I got home, happy. When Frank saw me, he immediately turned off the TV that he was watching. He was clearly nervous. He asked when my parents would return from vacation. I said tomorrow. Then Frank said that tomorrow, when I wake up, he will turn into a dog and he does not know when he will become a man again. Frank shook my hand goodbye and told me not to insult anyone, to obey my parents and also that I should always close all my windows and doors. What he meant by the last thing I understood later. In the meantime, I was just sad that I would not see him as a person soon and that we would not be able to talk like this anymore. It was getting late and I went to bed. In the morning, my parents arrived. I hugged them because I really missed them. But what happened next shocked me. Our dog Frank followed them into the house and my parents asked if I was scared alone at home. What did they mean? I told them that I wasn't alone. I was with Frank. My parents said that they took the dog to take him to the vet on the way and that he wasn't at home with me. I stood there in complete shock, but my father just praised me for my good joke. If the dog was with them the whole time, then who was here? I turned on the TV and Frank was on every channel. The same Frank who lived with me for several days. I almost fainted when I realized what had happened. It turned out that Frank was an escaped criminal who was wanted by the police. My name is Sean and I lived in a house with a criminal. He was not bad. Frank even helped me to cope with the bully and become more independent. But he was still a criminal. Tell me, should I tell my parents about what happened? Leave your answers in the comments and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. I look forward to your advice. Bye. Hello there everyone, my name is Roger, and I want to tell you about one of my peculiarities. The thing is, I am a lucky owner of shark teeth.
Quite recently, I was really proud of this and could not even think that I would ever want to get rid of them. The reason for this was numerous problems which I will tell you about right now. First of all, you should know that I grew up without my parents. I was brought up by my grandfather, a very strict and intelligent person. Everyone in my city respected him and always listened to this opinion. I have always admired my grandfather. For me, he was a great authority and I trusted his every word. He not only gave me a happy childhood on his own, but he also taught me all sorts of male things. Since the age of seven, I have been able to hang shelves, make various types of furniture, and clean pipes. I also knew a little bit about mechanics. Besides, my grandpa took me fishing often and organized various trips. I love to sit by the fire and listen to his stories about how he defeated a bear in hand-to-hand -hand combat, caught a thief, and much, much more. Now, I understand that these were just fairy tales invented for a rather curious grandson, but I used to consider them true and even told all my friends about the feats of my grandfather. And anyways, back to my story. It all started when my friends began to lose their teeth. Well, you know, milk teeth are replaced with the permanent ones and all that. Over the years, my friends have repeatedly shown me the coins left by the tooth fairy in exchange for their lost teeth. I was impatiently waiting for the tooth fairy to visit me but our meeting never really took place. This is because when I was seven, eight, or even nine years old, I did not lose a single tooth. My teeth were tightly attached to my gums, and even when I went to high school, nothing really changed. I realized that this was weird and asked my grandfather about it. Then he said something like this, All men in our family had always had strong teeth. You will see, when all of your friends have false jaws, you will crack nuts with your teeth. When I told my friends about this, they didn't believe me. Then we decided to make a bet and agreed if within three months I did not lose a single tooth, they would do all of my homework for me till the end of the year. Together with my friends, I was deliberately chewing lollipops, nuts, and even pens as well as pencils. In the end, Steve and Johnny lost one tooth each and Max even lost three. They were pulled out by the dentist due to cavities that appeared on them. And I haven't lost a single one. For the next few years, I didn't take care of my teeth at all. I was so sure that everything was fine that I did not consider it necessary to see the dentist. I didn't even undergo medical examinations initiated by our school. Instead, my grandfather and I went to his old friend. He was a doctor, and without any examinations, he gave me all the necessary medical certificates. In fact, I thought this was right and how it should be. I considered going to the doctor to be a violation of my personal dignity. And even when I got sick, I had a fever or strange spots on my body, I never went to the hospital and did not Google my symptoms on the internet. I was sure that my body was strong enough to cope with the disease on its own. Now I understand what an idiot I was. But as they say, fortune favors fools and I was lucky for some time. Until one day I woke up with a terrible pain in my gums. I immediately told my grandfather about this and he explained to me. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Me that all boys my age start having new teeth and their jaw increases, besides height, weight, and the length of arms as well as legs. In short, during this so called puberty, Boys become men, so pain in the bones, gums, and other parts of the body is an absolutely normal thing. I told my friends about this, and unfortunately, they turned out as dumb as I was. Instead of making me visit the dentist, they started looking for problems in their own health. But as my grandfather said, the pain soon disappeared, and I forgot about my teeth again. He might have thought that my teeth were the center of my entire life, but no, that's not the case. Besides school, dumb friends, and problems with my teeth, I also had a girlfriend. Her name was Maggie, and we met at one of the parties of my best friend Max. Maggie was very funny, smart, and a really cool girl. We've been the type of couple who always teased each other, made pranks, and all that. In short, we really differed from ordinary people in love. I've been dating Maggie for about two months only, when she suddenly began making some claims against me. At first, she told me that my breath smells. However, I brush my teeth two or even three times a day. Then she did not like my nails, on which white spots appeared on from time to time. All in all, she found fault with my teeth, which, according to her, became crooked and too yellow. This was the last straw. What does she even know about my health? We had a big fight, and Maggie said that she would not talk to me until the moment I would be examined at the hospital. I was not going to fulfill her stupid conditions. So we broke up. To be more precise, I left her. This made Maggie really upset, but I didn't care. The story did not end there. In addition to yellow and crooked teeth, I had one more problem. While talking, I began to bite my own tongue. It was so weird that the first time in my life I decided to look into my own mouth and find out how I managed to bite myself, I was shocked in what I saw there. On the upper, and lower jaws, my teeth were growing in two rows. I immediately told my grandfather about this, and he just laughed at me. After comforting me, he said that all men in our family had two or even three rows of teeth, and I should be proud of this rare gene because I was one in several million. I was so used to trusting my grandfather that I just believed him again. Moreover, I told all my friends about my teeth, and they were delighted. I was even nicknamed Shark Boy, but after learning about my teeth, Maggie was horrified. We quarreled again, and I said many unpleasant things to her, for which I feel very ashamed of right now. I was proud of my teeth. Yes, they were yellow and crooked, but it didn't matter to me. Shark teeth were my pride, at least in the beginning, but soon my opinion about my teeth changed significantly. The thing is, within a week, I bit my tongue so badly that it was swollen and hurt when I was speaking. Not even mentioning that I couldn't eat properly. There was just no room in my mouth for my tongue. My speech became slow and I began to lisp and I couldn't even pronounce that many letters anymore. And my gums. They were constantly hurting, but I endured the pain. Firstly, I believed my grandfather and secondly, my pride did not allow me to perceive my peculiarity as a disease. Every day, I rinsed my mouth with chamomile infusions, took painkillers, applied ointments, tried to hide my tongue, and kept quiet as long as possible. I suffered for more than a month until I noticed some strange white spots on my teeth. 
I was so scared that I finally decided to Google the information about shark teeth. After reading dozens of medical articles, I realized that if I didn't visit the dentist immediately, then in a few years, my jaw would be completely deformed and it would be almost impossible to fix it. Milk teeth would fall out sooner or later, and permanent ones would be chaotically scattered throughout my mouth. In short, I would have to forget about a beautiful smile, and a quiet life forever if that happened. This information shocked me. Since I've never been to hospitals, I didn't even know how to make an appointment with a dentist and how much it would cost. So I called Maggie and asked her to help me. Of course, I apologized to her first for all this time. She had been right and she really did care about me, but I behaved like a real idiot. Maggie forgave me and promised to help. Her parents were doctors and they could recommend me a good specialist. When I told my grandfather that I was going to visit the dentist, he got very angry. He said that I did not understand anything, didn't appreciate the history of our family, didn't respect him at all. Grandpa was very upset with me and even refused to talk to me. Despite all my grandfather's protests, I still visited the dentist and seemed to develop a new phobia. The doctor told me that my teeth and my smile could still be saved. Of course, this will take time, or rather, several years of regular visits to the dentist, putting off braces, and a whole lot more to cut the long story short. For now, a few of my milk teeth were pulled and a small dental cavity was healed. Well, that's not bad. Actually, I realized that one should not let their diseases progress. Whatever illness they might have, if you suffer from tooth, decay, rash, or just any cold, you should visit your doctor right away. Believing in yourself is, of course, quite good, but unfortunately, not always. Thank you so much for listening to my story. How often do you visit your dentist? I'm Eric. I've been in this secret room for hours. At first, I wasn't worried. I thought I would find a way out, but then I started panicking. I could only imagine my parents' distress when they realized I disappeared. They might have even gone to the police when they couldn't find me. It must have been long past midnight. I was so close to them, but how could they know I was in a secret room under my bed? So how did I end up in this room? First, I need to tell you something. I didn't walk into this room. I fell into it. The hatch on the ceiling somehow broke open and I fell into this secret room. But the problem was, the hatch was closed and wouldn't open. That's why I couldn't go back to my room. It all began when my mom asked me to tidy up my room. I went to the kitchen for dinner. Dinner will be ready in 15, mom said. You should get your room in order while you're waiting. It looks like a war zone in there. I don't feel great these days. Please help me out a little. Mom, that's my room. Why do you care if it's messy or not? I groaned. My dad was reading the news on his phone. He said, Son, you heard your mother. She said she didn't feel well. Let's help her out so she can rest up and get better soon. My room was such a mess. I began picking up all the clothes that I'd thrown around. Thankfully, I put everything back and it looked fine. The only thing I couldn't find was one of my pizza printed socks. I could rejoin everyone in the kitchen after finding it. I had to check under the bed to see if it was there. I bent down to look. There it was. My sock was there, and somehow it had moved all the way to the wall. I reached for it, but it was impossible. I pushed myself a little further under the bed while checking the floor with my hand to grab the sock at the same time. Suddenly, a hatch opened, and I fell into a hole. 
The crude landing left me hurting all over, but I didn't find any broken bones on further inspection. I looked around. It was just an empty room. There was only a single ladder leading up to the hatch on the ceiling. The hatch closed with a mechanical hum when I fell down the hole. I searched for the controls to open the hatch for hours, but had no luck. My parents ran a gift shop together. They were supposed to go on a work trip the following day, but I was sure they'd drop everything to come looking for me. As I stood staring at the hatch on the ceiling, I had a thought. Since the hatch was open briefly, the control mechanism had to be close. I climbed up the ladder to take a closer look at the ceiling. Slowly, I moved my hand across the ceiling on the same path I had looked for the sock. When my hand brushed the pressure plate, the hatch suddenly opened. I hollered in excitement and climbed up through the small opening. I could hardly breathe before, but was so relieved to be free. Where were my parents? I ran out of my room. I followed the sound of voices coming from the kitchen. When I walked in, everything seemed normal. My mom was cooking, my dad was reading messages on his phone. Once in a while, he would tell my mom something about what he had just read. My mom smiled when she saw me. <laughs> that was fast, honey. Are you sure you managed to clean up that mess in such a short time? Dinner's ready in 10 minutes. You can start setting the table if you want to help. I looked at my mom in disbelief. I had been in that secret room for hours, but my mom said it had only been 10 minutes. It was still early evening, and they were still doing the same things as when I had left the kitchen. How was that even possible? Had I lost my sense of time in the secret room? Of course I hadn't. There's no way I could have found the pressure plate to open the hatch in 10 minutes. I didn't know the exact time, but I was sure I had been stuck there for at least five hours. Unless I'd gone crazy, there was only one explanation. Time had stopped outside of the secret room. That meant that my entrance and exit had happened without any time passing. If I had fallen into the secret room at 7.15 p.m., then the time never changed. So it was still 7.15 p.m. I knew what I was thinking didn't make sense, but there was no other explanation for what was happening to me. Still, I decided to test my wild theory before sharing it with my family. As soon as dinner finished, I returned to my room. I locked the door. I pulled my bed to the side. I didn't know exactly where the control was, so I moved my hand around the floor as if I were looking for my sock again. My heart skipped a beat when I saw the hatch open. This time, I took my phone in with me. I noted the time as I descended into the hole. It was precisely 9.10 p.m. I climbed down the ladder. The hatch closed on its own. Here I was again in the secret room. I looked at my phone to see if the time had stopped, but the screen was pitch black. I tried to turn it back on, but I couldn't. Maybe electronic devices didn't work in the secret room. I looked around even more closely this time, but nothing was out of the ordinary. Why would time stop outside? Perhaps the room was the work of some genius physicist, built using their superhuman intelligence and classified scientific knowledge. So why not announce this incredible invention to the rest of the world? I was sure they had their reasons, but I doubt I'd ever find out about them. After I felt like I had stayed long enough, I left the room to check the time. I climbed the ladder. By now, I could quickly locate the pressure plate. I moved my hand across the ceiling and activated it. The hatch opened with a mechanical whirring sound. I climbed out of the hole and back into my room. I checked my phone. It was precisely 9.10 p.m., the same as when I entered the room. Time stops. Time really stops, I murmured to myself in amazement. 
There's a room under my bed where the time stops. My parents were gone when I woke up the following day. They had gone on that work trip I told you about before. They'd be away for a whole week. Without waiting, I opened the hatch and climbed down the ladder. I had only one question in my head. I now had a room where time stopped, but what would I do with it? I started thinking. I could study for my exams in this room. If I knew I would have a difficult test, I wouldn't have to lose any sleep because I had a room where time stopped. I didn't even need to set aside time for sleep. I could sleep as long as I wanted in the secret room. I could have actual 24-hour days. Since time stops inside the secret room, you wouldn't age well inside either. If I spent most of my life in that room, I could live up to 200 years by usual standards. These were just a few things I could think of off the top of my head. I was sure I could find other uses for it. Every night, my dad would call to check on me. Is everything okay? He would ask. Everything's great, I'd reply. Our conversations lasted 30 seconds at most. It was strange if I'm being honest. Usually when they went on a trip, my parents would call me every night expecting a report on how my day had gone. On this particular trip, I didn't hear from my mom at all, not even once. When they finally got back, I found out why. My dad called the morning before they got home. Son, your mom has some health issues. You might not like what you see. I was so shocked when my mom walked through the door. Her hair had fallen out completely. She had huge black circles under her eyes and she looked exhausted. I hugged her tight. We cried in each other's arms. Later, my dad told me about my mom's condition. She had a brain tumor. It was growing rapidly. They had hid it from me because they knew it would break my heart. This hadn't been a work trip at all. My mom had spent the entire time undergoing intensive chemo treatment at the hospital. The treatment had worked, but the tumor was growing so fast that there wasn't enough time. That's why the doctors said my mom only had a 10% chance of recovery. I stopped my dad mid-sentence. We can stop the tumor from growing, I said. In a bewildered voice, dad said. What do you mean? By stopping time, I shouted in excitement. He looked at me in confusion. He probably thought I had lost my mind from grief. I took him to my room. I opened the hatch to the secret room and began telling him my story. He naturally had a hard time believing it. I showed him the time. Then we went down into the secret room together. I told my dad all about the room while we were down there. Then, we went back up to my room. I immediately showed my dad the time. As before, our time in and out was the same. It's a miracle. We really could save your mom's life, he said with tears of joy. Then he went to see my mom and tell her all about it. That night, we brought a bed down into the secret room along with my mom's favorite books and most prized possessions. My mom began her stay there full time. She only left the room for her chemo treatment at the hospital. One day, I went to the hospital with her. When the doctor said, I have good news. The tumor in her brain suddenly stopped growing. The treatment is working and her cancer is in remission. It will likely disappear soon. My mom and I took a deep sigh of relief. Of course, we didn't tell the doctor. The secret room was our family's biggest secret. When the doctor left, my mom hugged me. She shed a few tears. Honey, you saved my life. I can't tell you how grateful I am, she said. As the doctor said, the tumor in my mom's brain shrank and finally disappeared. She's completely healthy now, and we're all so happy. We used to rent this house, 
but dad bought it. So finally, the secret room is ours forever. My parents hang out down there too, but I'm the one who stays there the longest. And every time I'm in there, I thank the secret room and the secret hero who built it for saving my mom's life. <laughs> Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.